I'm Jonathan Randall, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. I was sick last week and did not record, but I'm back with the first episode of 2024. Hope everybody's new year is off to an amazing start. I'm fully aware that if you live in Gaza, it is certainly not, as Israel continues its offensive, which has killed over 22,000 people, two-thirds of which are women and children. Israel claims that 8,000 of those killed are Hamas militants, but provides zero evidence to back that up. And when you ask Israel to provide evidence, it accuses you of anti-Semitism. 85% of the population in Gaza has now been displaced, sending them to Israeli-designated safe areas that the Israeli military still bombs while telling the world it's the most moral army in the world. So I've heard a lot of people question the Gaza death toll numbers, including our soon-to-be former president, Joe Biden. Historically, figures from the Gaza Health Ministry have been found to be accurate, according to human rights organizations, news outlets, and the United Nations. The U.S. Assistant Secretary of State said that the death toll is actually probably higher than what the Gaza Health Ministry has reported. And according to The Lancet, which is one of the oldest peer-reviewed general medical journals, there has been zero evidence that the numbers of dead Palestinians coming out of Gaza has been inflated. So if you're one of these people who is out there sowing doubt about the amount of Palestinians being killed by Israel, you are just showing the world how little you truly value human life and that you would rather deny the truth than admit to Israel's war crimes. You can't fool the world to the reality of Israel's brutality, so stop fooling yourself. Over the past few months, we have seen thousands of protests across the world in solidarity with the Palestinian people and calling for a ceasefire. In those protests, there have been thousands of Jewish people, often as the organizers, standing up against Israel's brutal bombardment of Gaza and the occupation. There have also been marches of people in support of Israel, but I have not seen any Palestinians or know of any Palestinian organizations marching or standing with them. I think it really says something that thousands of Jewish people are publicly vocal about supporting the Palestinian people, but there aren't any Palestinians at the events in support of Israel. I think one of the things that is extremely telling that Israel is in the wrong are some of the arguments its supporters use that they think makes Israel look good. Things like, Israel lets Palestinians know before it bombs them. This isn't an amazing act of kindness Israel thinks it is. Warnings or not, Israel still manages to kill thousands of Palestinians. And when you have your family home and all your possessions destroyed, you're not like, well, at least we got a heads up. Another ridiculous argument is that if Israel wanted, it could kill every single Palestinian, but it doesn't. What kind of twisted mindset do you have to have to think that's a thing? How depraved do you have to be to think you deserve a pat on the back for not murdering more people? Another one is that there are worse countries than Israel. Yeah, I don't know how anyone could think, well, we are not as bad as other countries, so who cares how horrible we are is an argument. 
It would be comedic if it wasn't so disturbing that Israel constantly claims it is the only democracy in the Middle East, but if you try to hold it to a higher standard for being a democracy, well, then you must be an anti-Semite. America gives Israel more money than any other country. When its citizens criticize Israel, it's not because they hate Jews. It's because they hate funding oppression. These aren't valid arguments for Israel. They are desperate attempts to justify war crimes. On Monday, Israel's Supreme Court struck down a law part of Netanyahu's right-wing government's judicial overhaul. The law had prevented the Supreme Court from rejecting government decisions they considered unreasonable, which seems like every decision Israel makes. The law, which Netanyahu and his band of extremists hope would aid their corruption and allow them to appoint their cronies, no matter how unqualified they are, to important positions, was axed because it would cause, and I quote, severe and unprecedented harm to the core character of the state of Israel as a democratic country. There are many Israelis that believe this judicial overhaul created a huge distraction which led to the security and intelligence failures on October 7th. I think Netanyahu and his ultra-nationalist government need to go immediately. Some of the things they called for are an increase in settlement construction in the West Bank, stealing more Palestinian land, and limiting the rights of LGBTQ people and, of course, Palestinians. Bernie Sanders, who is Jewish, is doing what more U.S. politicians should. The senator called on Congress not to give Israel over $10 billion in military funding since the money will be used to fund what Sanders called a grossly disappropriate and immoral war in Gaza that violates international law. Sounds like he's doing a huge misfoot of me. As an American, I'm incredibly disturbed that my tax dollars and American weapons are being used to wage war on the Palestinian people and thus making all Americans complicit in the killing of thousands of innocent Palestinians. Sanders is 100% right. Enough is enough. It's really hard to take supporters of Israel seriously when they say Israel doesn't want to ethnically cleanse the Palestinians when its government officials repeatedly talk about removing Palestinians from Gaza. Ultranationalist scumbags like Bezalel Smotrich and Itmar Ben-Gavir belong in a mental institution, not in the Israeli Knesset. And the Biden administration needs to do more than just condemn them. They need to stop giving any money to Israel until they are removed from office. Apparently, Israel has been having secret meetings with Congo to resettle Palestinians from Gaza there in what it calls a voluntary resettlement plan. Is it voluntary when Israel destroys the homes of like 85% of the people in Gaza and kills thousands of its people with indiscriminate bombing? FYI, the only place the people of Gaza are interested in voluntarily resettling is Israel. South Africa has accused Israel of genocide and requested the International Court of Justice stop its brutal destruction of Gaza and the mass killing of its people. 
South Africa knows a little something about oppression, apartheid, and liberation, so I think it's pretty powerful coming from them. They stated that what Israel is doing is, and I quote, genocidal in character because they are intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnical group in violation of the 1948 Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. Now, I'm not an expert in genocide, but I have read about dozens of experts who say that genocide is exactly what Israel is doing to the Palestinians in Gaza. And while there are genocide experts that don't agree, I think that if multiple people are accusing you of the horrific crime of genocide, then obviously you are doing something wrong. And killing more people definitely isn't the way to convince the world that you're not committing genocide. 42 survivors of the Hamas attack at the Nova Music Festival on October 7th have filed a lawsuit against the Israeli military, Shin Bet security, and the Israeli police for failing to prevent the attack. The defendants claim that their lives have now been forever changed and are suing for 200 million shekels, which is the equivalent to $55 million. The suit claims the festival should never have been approved so close to the Gaza border and should have been shut down immediately after it was known there were serious security incidents in the area. The suit states that the Israeli military Gaza division had expressed concern having a large festival near the Gaza border, which makes sense. Why would you have a music festival next to a concentration camp? But the festival was still approved, even though it was difficult to protect since many of the soldiers were on leave for a Jewish holiday. It seems clear that what happened at the Nova Festival could have been prevented by Israel at multiple points in time. And it's completely reasonable to ask why it wasn't. Turkey has arrested 33 people suspected of spying for Israel and is searching for an additional 13 that are linked to Mossad and were planning to target foreign nationals. Turkey's president has called Benjamin Netanyahu the butcher of Gaza and considers Israel a terrorist state. I often talk about a peaceful coexistence and people always comment, how can there ever be peace with Israel? after 75 years of violent dispossession, dehumanization, and oppression. And I totally understand where those people are coming from. Even as a white guy who lives in America and has a life of privilege, I can still see how that seems impossible. But throughout history, people have lived with the people that once oppressed them in an effort to create a better future. It happened in Germany, where Jews continued to live after the Holocaust and still live today. It happened in South Africa and in America, where black and white people still live together even after white people did the most horrible things to them. At some point, you need to want a better future more than just being obsessed with revenge for the mistakes of the past. Now, that being said, Israel will never be safe as long as the Palestinian people are oppressed. So if you are one of these people screaming, no ceasefire, then no, you are contributing to putting Israelis in more danger. 
Until Palestine is free, Israel's safety will always be in jeopardy. And it's only a matter of time until another horrific event like October 7th happens. So if you really care about Israel and the safety of its people, then you need to join the fight to end the occupation, the dispossession, and the dehumanization of the Palestinian people. Free Palestine. If you're not following me across social media, please do. TikTok is suppressing my content. So please follow me on Instagram at Jonathan Randall. I would really be grateful for your support on my Kofi page. And I will put the link to that in the description. I did some shows Saturday night and I was talking about Palestinian human rights as I do. And there was a table of Israelis in the audience who had said that while they were all born in Israel, they had now all moved to New York. And I told them that moving out of Israel is what more Israelis should do. And that I am a Jewish person who stands up against Israel's violations of Palestinian human rights. And when I started talking about how important Palestinian human rights are, the whole table just burst into applause. And I was so moved by it. It was such a beautiful thing to experience. And they came up to me after the show and they told me what a great time they had and that they want peace and freedom and dignity for all people. And it reminded me that there are many Israelis that are against not only the destruction taking place in Gaza, but the occupation. Not all Israelis support the oppression of the Palestinian people, just like not all Palestinians are terrorists and hate Jews. We need to stop being divided and come together as human beings to create a better world for all, no matter your religion, ethnicity, or nationality. I'm Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?